where does sickness and misfortune come from? It's an old question and one that people have struggled with since the dawn of time. People used to believe that sickness came from evil spirits or witchcraft, and for many centuries, misfortune was regarded as punishment from God. Those who love God and keep his commandments are protected by God and everyone else gets punished. And that seemed to make a lot of sense at the time, but there were two big problems with this. The first was the problem of sickness and misfortune that came upon the obviously innocent. If God is busy doling out punishments and rewards in this life, then why are there times when evil goes unpunished and why do bad things happen to good people? If God's judgment is already upon us, then God needs to be a little more consistent. For example, how could you explain a child born blind? There was a time when such a tragedy was explained with the rationalization that God is punishing the child's parents. Which brings us to the second big problem. If God is good and loving, why would be God be so vindictive and punishing? In today's gospel, Jesus confronts this very question. Whose sin caused this disability? And the answer that Jesus makes reveals that his disciples aren't really asking the right question. The man's blindness isn't the result of anyone's sin, and he isn't being punished. Instead, his blindness will form an opportunity for God's work to be revealed in him. Admittedly, this doesn't ask, answer the question of why there is pain and suffering in the world, and I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say I'm not going to answer that question this morning either. But admittedly, there is pain and suffering. And our gospel indicates that as far as Jesus is concerned, suffering isn't meaningless and it isn't punishment from God. And this seems like a sensible attitude towards suffering considering what Jesus himself is about to experience. In any case, the critical question about suffering isn't why, it's what next? Given the reality of suffering, what are we going to do with it? Suffering is part of our human condition, whether it comes from a broken arm or a broken heart. No one is spared some pain in life. So the critical question is, can we find in bad situations and personal pain a chance to reveal God's love and compassion? In this gospel, it's the man's healing that reveals that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. But his healing also reveals the real evil of the authorities who would try and use this man to trap Jesus. Obviously, a lot of the suffering in the world is caused by people like these who pass unjust judgments, divide families with fear, and persecute the innocent. And this sort of evil is easy to see and easy to explain. But even this evil isn't strong enough to frustrate God's plan to make the Savior known. In the past 2,000 years, the world has changed some, but people haven't changed very much. 
There are still people looking for opportunities to abuse their authority. And it seems like we are ready for a witch hunt of one sort or another at just about any time. And all too often when we're confronted by an uncomfortable reality that doesn't fit our ideological narrative, like Jesus unauthorized healing on the Sabbath, we can be tempted to retreat into alternative facts and blaming and political distraction. And of course, there are still people who still seem to believe that suffering and disease come as a punishment from God. But we don't believe that. That's why we must be ready whenever the opportunity arises to reveal to the world who our God is, how compassionate, how loving, how just, and how forgiving. As St. Paul writes, light produces every kind of goodness and truth. And that's why we must show the world that we are children of light. We have to be ready through our actions and in our words and even in our suffering to give God glory and to reveal to the world that God is at work in us. There have been so many instances in our recent history of times when people have used illness and disease for political purposes to advance an ideology or to assign blame. Some of you may remember back in the 1980s and 1990s during the height of the AIDS crisis, how so many people chose to believe that that virus was a punishment sent by God. And I mentioned this in part because a week from Wednesday, our featured Wednesday night speaker will be journalist Michael O'Loughlin talking about his book, Hidden Mercies, stories of courage and compassion in the face of fear during the AIDS crisis. Uh, it's an important story, an important bit of our history, and something that I think we need to remember. But even more immediately during these past three years of global pandemic, there have been voices in the world and online that want to use illness and misfortune as an opportunity to, to cast blame, to push an ideological agenda, or in a hundred other ways to leverage or monetize people's suffering. And to do that is evil. For disciples of Jesus, our pandemic crisis should instead be a chance for us to care for the poor, to love our neighbors, and to be willing to sacrifice for the common good. It has been and it continues to be the time for us to be children of light, light that produces every kind of goodness and truth. <laughs>